Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Omega Man is awesome. That, that yeah. to me, the keyboard music alone in that can inspire you for like decades. And Stanley and Green are really and campy. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's an unreal, just really, you know, and for its time, I mean, I remember seeing it as a kid in the 70s, and it was like phenomenal. I thought it was just so cool. And I, I can't even compare that to Will Smith's or Vincent Price's, because Vincent Price did the original. Yeah. That's that's based on an old book from um uh oh my god, I can't think of his name now. And he wrote he's so boy and he wrote somewhere in time too. Um Oh boy. I can't think of that. That's really Well wasn't it but, wasn't it Vincent Bright's last time on Earth also? Well yeah. I don't know if I've been off of that or Is reading, that a, a the writer, is that Matheson? Yeah, that's it, Matheson, because he wrote Somewhere in Time too, and that's where we went to my wife and I, when we'd gotten married, we went to our honeymoon because that's our favorite movie. We went to the actual island, Mackinac Island, and spent the time at the hotel there, which was nice. you know, the whole subject of the movie. It was cool because there's no cars or anything motorized allowed there. So you either take a horse and cart, walk, rent a bike, or get a horse. It was just such a cool weekend. Uh, actually, more than a weekend, but the weekend was the best because it was, like, just fun. There were a lot more people there because I guess people are coming from mainland. Um, but it was really, it was just a fun time, you know, and talk about inspiring. I mean, just even the scenery there, it's just gorgeous. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't like me very much because I had a beard and a ponytail, but, you know. <laughs> well, the funny thing is you brought up when you, I, we went to the Grand Hotel, okay, and um, it's a very, and um, pardon the expression, it's very snooty. Mm. Okay, so yeah. you're not allowed to wear tank tops, mm. and you're not. And, and the thing is, that's my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I live in tank tops and jeans. That's you know, because you're a bodybuilder. Well, that's no, no. I've never really, you know, I, I've never competed. I don't like doing that. I, I don't. Oh, okay, like you're a fitness. You're a fitness instructor, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, which is more I mean, discipline. Well, considering my age, you know what I mean. I well, no, yeah, I'm not really that disciplined because I, I, I kind of eat like a pig. But I watch myself. It's quantity, you know, that I Not, watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh, get this great party started by saying, hey, everyone, am I off mute? Yes, you are. Okay, good. Yeah, I didn't want anything to distract that speech. Um. Tonight we are honoring, and it's it's kind of hard to believe because I just talked to him, Nick Casella. Oh my gosh, how how sudden life. We're not gonna like get sad about you know his departure. He has touched a lot of people. 
And if you look at his Facebook page right now, so many people are saying how much they loved him. And the thing is, is he's been on our show. Joe, you were here yeah. at that time, weren't you? And Brad, yeah. I believe you talked to Nick also. He's such Brad. a great guy. Brad? Yep. Oh, are you talking to me? I'm sorry. It kind of dropped out. Yes. I didn't hear my name there. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You, you, you were also part of the show, so you knew Nick Casella. And I know yeah, we got I believe, more callers. I believe we did a show with Nick, yeah. Yeah. So give me one second. I'm going to get on all the callers that are calling in because this is not a sad show. This is a show that says Nick Casella was the man, and he brought it, just like he was talking about. You know, my wardrobe, I wore tank tops and a pair of jeans, and I'm not allowed to wear that in this snooty hotel. <laughs> you know, he, I mean, he yeah. was so real. He was such an awesome guy. He was one of those down-to-earth guys that just understands that we all are who we are, we all pursue our dreams, and it doesn't matter if you're wearing flip-flops and a tank top and a pair of shorts or if you're in a three-piece suit. It doesn't matter because what matters is our passion. What's on the inside? And he had a lot of that on the inside. And Nick's Nick's working hard. We do – wow, Nick, you're right. We do have colors. Um, So what we're going to do today is we're going to honor – Nick Casella. We're not going to mourn Nick Casella. We're going to honor him. And today was his funeral. And, you know, he did Uh-oh. that quick. And it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> you have to, you, your heart does go out to the family. Like, um, all right, uh, let's bring in some callers. We got. Erico908. Hey, yeah, that's me, John Link. It's yeah. John Link. Mm-hmm. And Erico248. Yeah. This should be Don. Oh, this is Tom Sawyer. It's Tom Sawyer. Oh, it's Tom. Oh, hey. Okay, so everybody, everybody is up to par. Um... Tom, you've actually worked with, uh, you've talked with Nick a lot, a fellow Black Death Sheet books author. Um, not as much as I'd like to now. I mean, you know, I did a little bit, but you know, you know, yeah. I, I wish him congratulations and all that. And I think he'd been on the radio before, and I talked to him a little bit, but it's kind of, you know, it's a loss, you know. I mean, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of sad when you're you're talking, you know, when you find out that something like that has happened, like you get an email and it's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> what just I mean, happened? I was shocked when I seen the announcement on Facebook. You know, I was like, whoa, that's a that's that's big. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, Nick, would you like to? Uh, Nicholas Grabowski? Oh, he's... Okay, okay. Nicholas Grabowski said give him one second. Okay, because he's trying to upload clips of uh, Nick Casella right now. Um, 
Yeah, when we had him on the show, uh, Joel Weinkoop was our assistant uh, co-host for that night. And uh, they actually got into, like, a lot of great uh, talking. And here we go. Um, Here is Nick Casella giving advice on writing and focus. I I think, in all honesty, like, even with this, this is, like, a perfect example because I already started doing somewhat of a sequel to it. And and I'm saying somewhat because I'm not done. Um, But my way of doing it is, um, I, I make my own atmosphere, you know, where, where there were days where I would just write this morning stars where I would originally type it um, to candlelight and, and different types of music because I had a lot of wall sconces where I used to live. And um, I could still do that where I'm at now. Um, I just would prefer not to because if I screw up, I'll burn the house down with the kids and me in it and my wife and, you know, they didn't yeah. But... <laughs> Basically, what, I'm, what I do is now, especially, um, is I have to mentally get there. And once I'm in that zone, the music and everything else keeps me there, and then I can flick it on and off like a light switch. So if I have to run upstairs and grab Fruit Loops or some kind of chocolate or something, you know, to, like, keep me going, because I always munch on something. And I, you know, I used to yeah. smoke. And back then it was coffee, cigarette. Fruit Loops or junk food or some kind of dry cereal or something, which I'm surprised I'm not like 500 pounds. Um, <laughs> but, well, I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things where once you can get into that zone and you know where you're going, because every time I write, most of the time I go to a dark place and it's, it's not a happy place. So it's sometimes it's actually somewhere I want to be because of things that are, you know, in my head about the story. So it's easier to maintain that because it's like a, an easier grip because there's a reason for it. Um, but noise and stuff like that, it's like background stuff. I mean, I can have the TV on where the kid's playing in front of me. And cause my, my, I have twin, a twin, a, a son and a daughter, and they're 17 months old. So, I mean, you can imagine the sounds coming out of them. You know, yeah. Between that kind of noise and, and, you know, watching Sprout Channel for them. Um, it's just one of those things where you've got to be able to phase that out. And it, it, that's all I'm looking about. If you can get your head where it needs to be, you can keep it there. It's like exercising. You try it for a few minutes once, then a few minutes another time, and it, it keeps getting a longer period of time that you have control over it. And then it gets to a point where you can just pretty much do what you need to do. Uh, let me ask you, uh, Tom, would you agree sure. with Nick as as a writer, like, you know, you've got to, like, because you're a writer also, do you have to turn off everything and maybe you're in your dark place and that's when you write the best? Mm, me? No, I'm kind of, a, I got to put on a movie, a horror movie or a sci-fi movie or something or have a certain like a you know tv show like maybe the twilight zone or outer limits you know i mean like right now i'm writing and i'm watching i was watching the walking dead so but you know when it was a commercial i'd flip to the football game but i'd still be i've written a few pages down so i my zone is i need movies or something some visual stimulation i know it's kind of weird but you know 
I think it stems back when I was going to college. I could study in a bar. I mean, I could study astrophysics or some other subject. What? I could study in a bar with noise. Yeah, I mean, I, I need wow. noise or something to keep me. It's weird. It's I'm weird that way. But I understand his concept. Every writer has their own zone. What works yeah, for them works yeah. for that particular. So I can relate on one hand, but my zone is a little different. You know. Yeah. Or when I it, go up it north, is I can weird write. weird because we've had a lot of authors on. Like you've definitely been, and you've definitely been here on the show every week, and you were a guest, and you talk about your zone. And then you hear about Sue Dent's zone, and then you hear mm. everybody has a different zone. Yeah, it's, it, but it's what works for them best. And, hey, you know, I'll even try it once in a while to see if that'll, you know, because you're always looking for that something that'll give you the optimum output of your stuff and make your brain work better and faster. And so you're always, you know, but eventually you go back to what works best for you. So yeah, everybody's got my, their own zone, zone. So. Yeah, my zone was I put headphones in my ears, just as Nick kind of described. You know, and you you listen to your favorite songs or whatever. But in between writing, I also watch like, okay, this is how who I want my character to be. This is who I want to be this person. So I'm going to watch them a little while and check out their mannerisms. And you know what's and, funny is there's a few there's a few movies that I'll put in when I'm trying to do character development. I'll watch a movie like Casablanca because I think that's yeah, the finest uh, written movie ever made because of the, all the characters they're they're all pertinent to the story or valuable in some way. Or I watch a B movie called uh, Back it from cool Eternity. How they kind of wrote Casablanca like as they were filming it. It's like yeah, okay, I mean, well, yeah, that's kind of but. Uh, but I the characters are all rich, even the bit players. And... Huh? But I'll watch huh? it. I'll watch it and study it because each character is a, even the smallest character, from the bartender to whatever. They're all kind of. Yeah. They all added something to that. So you try to make your all your characters that rich. So, but that's me. Yeah. I gotta have something visual on so I can. Okay, this is what this character is like, and this, you know, you know, just. You want to make them lifelike, and to me that was very, you know. But I understand what Nick is saying too. Uh, you know, everybody's got their zone, yeah, and that's what worked and, for him. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool that we got a little piece of him. You know, he's saying this is what makes me right. This is fantastic, and I mean, uh, Brett, uh, John, what do you guys think of that? That's good. Do you want Joe, do you want Brett or John? Exactly. Yeah. Want, Either want, one of yeah. you. Whoever wants to talk first, you guys can do yeah, rock paper scissors. Francie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, last week at the Chiller Show, I saw Nick. Uh, he looked like in the best of health. Uh, yeah, that's what was shocking to everybody. Yeah, John Link was at the Chiller. Yeah, yeah, that's what was shocking to everybody to know that he just like he had uh, what it was, it Nick? He had a heart condition or he had a, a torn aorta. Yeah, a torn aorta. Yeah. Who oh, I wonder if he knew he, I wonder if he knew he had that. 
Yeah, he was healthy when you seen him, right? Yeah, but uh, it came on just all at once. He, uh, he never knew there was anything wrong with him? Apparently not. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he always was wearing those tank tops. I you would, think that has yeah, something to do with it, Mr. Link? <laughs> yeah. I, re- I really didn't uh, say much to him. I just would pass his table and nod hello. <laughs> I think he wrote a, a novelization of one of the movies I was in. Was it uh, that Sheriff Tom versus the Zombies? Yes, he uh, did do that. Yeah, well, I'm in that movie. Well, you're in that I movie. See. I'm in it, yeah. Didn't you see it? Cold down. Yeah. Wow! Go yeah. right. Yeah, I'm in. An, I'm in another one. Of the, uh, I think the the sequel after that. After that, what was the the one after that called? I forgot. <laughs> one after that called. Yeah, I wonder if he wrote even baffled by that one too. He's like, I I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh. I just know from back in the hospital yeah. for 20 years. No, you, just, you just see them. There's a lot of hidden health ailments that can surprise things, you know. Mm. You know, just, you know, some things are called the yeah, widow maker it, for it, a reason. It was really so. shocking. I, I came home from work and I'm like, hey, Nick, and I could see his eyes were a little poofy. And I'm like, he's kind of in a bad mood. What's going on? And... He was like, "You're not gonna believe this," and I'm like, "What? What? Wait, what's going on?" And he was like, "One of my favorite authors just passed I away." Said we, I said, "I said, Francie, we we lost an author." Yeah, we lost an author, and uh, I was like guessing anybody, but except for Nick Casella. And he was like, "It was Nick Casella." I was like, "No, I just got there last week," and I started crying too. Nick, do you want to say? Who was it, Tom Sawyer? I did say. No, I did not say Tom Sawyer first. It's not what happened. I was like, who? And he was like, guess. And I think I was, I did not guess you, Tom. Okay. Okay. Nick, you want to say a few words? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, folks. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just uh, uh, it's really strange. It's uh, it, it's hard for me to talk a little bit. The last couple of days, um, uh, my uh, my tongue has been getting like sliced up by a, a, a sharp tooth uh, on the side of my mouth. That kind of I don't know. It's just weird, but uh, it's kind of hard to talk. Anyway, I'm going to try. So, um, uh. Gee, you know, I I go on Facebook just about every day uh, when I'm not like really busy on a project and um, to try to you know see what's going on. And lately, I guess the last couple of weeks or so, I've been on just about every day and and uh, just you know promoting stuff and posting stuff and uh, trying to do a good job keeping a, a black bed sheet uh, group page active by you know posting exciting stuff. And and um, but you know then I, I came across. Um, uh, a, a post by somebody that said R.I.P. Nicky Sella, and so I just uh, didn't 
take it seriously. I, I read it, and the guy was like, um, it was as if Nicosella did die, but I I thought, no, nah, no. Nah. And then, then I decided to check it out, and I looked on Nicosella's page, and there was post after post after, after post, and I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so then I just kept looking and looking, and then I just, uh, and time kind of stopped, and I ended up pacing around a lot. Uh, it's it's just really hard to believe, you know, because um, I just uh, did a, a a book for him, a cover for him, The Eyes of the Jackal. He just went to Killer Theater and had, you know, the kind of time that he always has there. <laughs> he always, whenever there's a Killer yeah. Theater, there's a Nick Villa. And, you know, and then he posts his pictures. And, and just like before that weekend, he posted, uh, uh, he, he uh, messaged me and he said, I got the books on time. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, we're going to rock this. But he, he looked forward to debuting that book at Chiller Theater. And he posted pictures of his kids holding, holding uh, uh, the book and stuff. And whenever he does that, uh, his kids are like happy. You can kind of tell in their eyes that uh, they're really proud of him. And so, you know, so I just kind of was immobilized for the rest of the day. Uh, uh, I just get every every thought of what Kimberly must be going through and the family, and I thought about the kids and everything and the whole suddenness, all of a sudden of it, and I just, uh, I, you know, I just could not keep those thoughts out of my head. So, so it really got to me. It still gets to me now that I'm bringing it up again, but – uh, it's just, it's amazing. And this kind of, what I'm telling you guys is very similar to what everybody's been saying. I mean, it's just nobody expected it at all. It just up and happened. And like most of us, we found out on the Internet, on Facebook, and, you know, the word spread. Um, but uh, it, it's just amazing. So, you know, personally, I really looked at Nick Casella as somebody that was going to really, really kick some ass with his books in the future, really going to start achieving his dream and making the kind of living that he wanted to um, uh, with those books. And I was really looking forward to I was so I was so glad that he kept on going with Black Bedsheet, too, and that, that he had faith in me. And, uh, you know, and he's one of my earliest authors, too. He's, he's been with us for quite a while for like, well, let's say we came out in 2008, about a couple of years after that. Or a year and a half after that, so 2009, probably. And so, um, and uh, it's, uh, you know, and and he goes, he's he's been a classic example of the kind of author that I uh, I I wish and hope that all of my authors would be. And Tom, you're a lot like this. You know, you take it upon yourself. Go to the conventions in town. Yeah. Books set it up. And and uh, if if you take yourself seriously as an author enough, you would have been doing it before in the first place, like he was. And you know, you look at his bio and stuff, and and go back, and he's been writing since. Uh, well, at least he's been. I'm not sure if he started out self-published. I think so. I know that he did have a, an earlier publisher that doesn't exist anymore, but I think he goes back to like 2001 or 2002. Um, and uh, so you know, and then he's. Uh, uh, doing these novelizations of independent films and stuff. And that's something that I encourage my authors to do too. I, I really want to take some time um, 
when I have extra time to go around and look and see in the independent film market if you know people are in need of novelizations of movies and production and stuff. But he he did that, and like the Sheriff Tom uh, novelization and stuff, and he was distinctly interesting. He was going to actually be my top author if and when I make a deal with Troma. Uh, and he was always like uh, on my case about that. So have you heard from Trilla yet? So have you heard from Trilla yet? And, oh. You know, and uh, and he was more than capable. He's, you know, yeah. So uh, it's just you know, it's just terrible. Um, it's well, also it's, a good person uh, and all the future potential too. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you know, I'm how saying. How many stories did he have? He might have had twenty, thirty, forty more story. You know, books or something. You know. I bet you he has books that aren't even published yet that are almost done or so. I bet you he has like a stack of stuff somewhere um, because he was really prolific too. And he wrote the whole thing. He he wrote most of his stuff, if not all, on on a typewriter. To friends, we play that. I've been like spending. We all know about Halloween and stuff and how it could take up a lot of a lot of time um, for a guy like me. Uh, this time of year, and the Halloween thing. On a side note, that we did last night was a, a an outstanding success, um, and uh, we we had tons and tons of people over. And this street, uh, prior to us getting here, never had trick or treaters on it, <laughs> because it's like the end of a, a, wow. a neighborhood. Nobody goes down this street, and so we made sure. And I posted, and Francie was a zombie. She stood out on the street and stuff. But anyway, we put a lot of effort into Halloween every year, and uh, uh, so with yeah. uh, with Nick Costello passing, it, it was kind of. And I I told myself uh, when I was trying to um, develop the show and and take like little snippets from past shows with Nick Costello on it and trying to put that together, and then you know um, it kind of got in the way of Halloween, and I had to stop and I had to think and it uh, and I was thinking, you know what? What would Nick? Like, tell me, Nick would probably tell me, get on with Halloween. Once you're done with that, get back to me. <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. I just figured that makes sense. So, you know, yes. I focused on Halloween yesterday. And then today, after recuperating uh, from it, I, I said, oh, oh, damn, I, we got a show tonight. I kind of put it all together. I also yes. want to say, too, to everybody, I don't expect that Nick's funeral uh, Nick's funeral was today. So I don't expect uh, people like Kimberly and, and those that were really close to Nick to actually, you know, go from the funeral and come home, recuperate from that, and call into the show. But I just felt like we just had to do a tribute show tonight, regardless of colors. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, so Francie and I were yeah. kind of in agreement. But yeah. So, but um, about the, I, um, uh, what I was talking about with Nick Cassell and typewriters. Yeah, play that clip, Francie. It's one of I've those. Used many I still have my old, my mom's typewriter, which I did my first novels on way, 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 like we're talking wow. about ten years ago. Um, and it still works too. But the ink is blue at this point because I changed the ribbons and I can't find black ones anymore. Uh, <laughs> but um, well, it's that old. I mean, you know, you got to figure. My mother was born in 1930. I think it's a 1957 typewriter. I don't think you can find typewriters anymore. <laughs> yeah, and that's, well, I mean, you can get them. It's just not exactly the easiest thing to do anymore, but then again, I was never really always about easy. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're about easy things, you don't write, because writing is, is, the writing is the easy part, the getting at the people is another one, you know, and it's yeah. not even a publishing thing, it's just getting at the people. 
Well, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little teary-eyed now because I kind of do realize that, you know, you, you, you talk about him and you talk to him and you're really good friends with him. I actually got really teary-eyed with that one because, I don't know, you... He was a great guy. He really was. He was down to earth. He was like, look, this is me. I'm showing it out there. I'm Nick Casella. Either you love me or you hate me. I think the reason that I called into the show tonight was because, you know, we're all involved. In, in this world, whether it be authors, uh, you know, publishing, independent movies, directors, actors, and actresses, and what have you. We're all involved with, we, we've got our own circle of people that we all like to be a part of in our own ways. And to lose one, especially at such a young age, with such a inexplicable manners is is rough man and, and you know here on francine friends we we went through that a, a, a couple of years ago with another author um and it was uh, always so sudden and it's hard to to imagine that the world that we live in is it's actually it's quite an obscure world it's a world that a lot of other people you know, the general public, we try to get everything out that we can. We try to promote as much as we can and get it out there and spread it even further. That's what we do with our shows. That's the purpose of our shows. But when we lose one, it's, you know, it's almost unnoticed by the general public. We're here to celebrate, you know, the life of a person that has so much to offer. And then a person that we're so talented and, and just just have things going on. And a lot of times when things like this happen, it's weird. They're on the cusp of a career, you know, and it's 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 just I, I can imagine, you know, it's 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 amazingly just tough to figure out how do we figure out what happened and how do we come to terms with that. But more importantly, how do we celebrate that person's achievements and what they've contributed and, and let's let everybody know what that is. That's what this show I think Francie is all about. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and uh think about Rick Hotala. he I mean I'm sorry. Rick Hotala. The thing about Rick Hotala, that was the author you were talking about before. Yeah. 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 And the thing about Nick Casella is that, um, you know, he did love life. Whenever he messaged me, he was, and my last message I got from him, he was like thanking Nick for making his last book cover. Can you please tell Nick thank you for making that? And I love it. And um there was a misspelled word, and Nick fixed it. <laughs> that was another thing. But he always talked about the great things, about everything. And, man, to think that 
you know, I don't know. I'm starting to kind of blubber up now. <laughs> I really am you know, because he was such a cool guy. Whenever I talked to him, and, you know, he got a copy of Werewolf. You guys know nice. that? Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that. He, I know, and um, he gave a blurb for Werewolf, and I'm hearing it now, and I take so much more pride in that. And I'm not trying to push my book, and that's what I told him. And he was like, no, you need to. Uh, this is what he had to say about my book. He was reading it. And I'm really, ex- I, I was really happy to hear, to hear him say that. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. I'm still reading Werewolf. And, and I get a kick out of it because... A lot of it, it's funny, some of the characters I put together, the FBI agents and the sheriff, and they kind of remind me of the A-team. Yeah. <laughs> Your character, Scott. I, I get a kick out of Scott because he reminds me of Murdoch when he was in the nut house yelling he wants trash bags. Because I'm seeing that, and I'm like, oh, my God, I could just see him like Murdoch doing crazy things with, with tables and fast food restaurants and everything. Else. Oh, my God, this is just too funny. No, I, I, I think I'm going to have I'm going to give something up. Oh. Nick actually came up with the table. When he edited it, he was, I came home from work, and he was like, oh, my gosh, I came up with something so funny, and I'm actually laughing myself stupid because it's so stupid, but yet it's so funny. Nick actually came up with that. Okay, there oh, you go. Nick came up with that. You know, That's what, nice. and, and, yeah, I know, and he told me, and he made me read it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was so stupid and yet so funny at the same time. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then the uh, sheriff is like, oh, you know, kind of like, makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff kind of reminded me of T, because he didn't say much, but when he did, it was like, don't mess with me. Yeah. And the other two guys were like George Papard and Face. You know, and then you got the beginning of it, which is like an American Wall of London, where you got two guys backpacking, only this time the two guys are hunting, and they get attacked. <laughs> but the interplay is, is similar, and it was just really, it was kind of cool. It was funny. And I, I've been getting yeah. a really good kick out of it. Oh, good. Yeah, so I, I'm like I halfway through. It's nice. I, I did take that as a really good compliment, because... Um, yeah, I did uh, think of American Werewolf in London when the two guys were backpacking, but they were two brothers backpacking. And I, I, I love that he understood that. And then the A-team, I, 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 I did not like the A-team, but that was cool that he compared that to the A-team because they were okay. quite as stupid. You know what's funny about that that clip? I I just want to say real quick that Clippers, I lived on the East Coast for for a couple of years, and then, you know, a lot of the the guys that are on my show are from Staten Island and and the accent. You know, Nick was from New Jersey, and he's got that East Coast accent and different accents, you know, in different places. Um, But but just the way that, that Nick would express himself there, Really, yeah, that was so uh, cool. I, I, I've like, got an he... for for that that East Coast kind of attitude and accent, and Nick definitely showed it in that in that clip you just played. He was 
you know, he was complimenting you on your book, but he was, but as as an East Coast person, you know, a New Jersey guy, he was like, I like this and that about it. it was stuff that you didn't expect that somebody would like about your book, and you were like, oh, yeah, okay. So that's that's what I love about East Coast people, man. They're, they they yeah, just have a whole different like, way of looking at stuff. Like the 80s. And I do, I do still got to give Nick props. Uh, he did fit in. Um, if you have not read my book yet, uh, Scott can't go to restaurants because the uh, stool won't quite fit the table, and he feels like he's going to fall out of the and I was like, Nick, really? Did you just add that? And I was like, that was freaking <laughs> hilarious. And that was funny that uh, Nick Casella pointed that out. It's like go to restaurants because he feels like he's going to fall off the chair. And I'm like, that is so stupid. It's funny. So that was real. a little twist. and. Yeah. Nick, Nick, I came home, and honestly, I, I came home from work, and he was like, um, I thought I'd add something to Werewolf, and I read it. I was like, that is so funny, it's stupid. <laughs> and Nick Casella picked up on that. He even caught that, and I was like, yeah, I laughed for so long. It's like, that is so stupid. Hey, listen. Sometimes, but it's funny. It's some, the character. Sometimes when you write, there there are um, subliminal things, uh, things <laughs> that you had heard that never saw, or things that you saw or didn't pay attention to, that kind of work its way into what you're working on at the particular time, or even, you know, you might have heard something. Like I, you know, I'm getting back into writing music now, and and I'm still stuck in a rut to where. I'm way too influenced by things that, you know, have influenced me from the past and I'm trying to break away from that. So when you, but when you're writing, it doesn't matter if you're writing or if you're writing music or, or, you know, doing a show or whatever, there's always going to be an influence there. And sometimes it's so subliminal that you don't even realize that it worked its way into what you were working on. You know, I think Nick kind of called that out a little bit. Yeah, he did because um, Scott actually, uh, the part that he's talking about, Scott actually got uh, takeout and delivered to the jail cell. So he didn't want to be at the restaurant with those guys. He he wanted to talk to Jack. And, oh, oh, if you read the book, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, Scott didn't want to, and I got to tell you, Scott was my favorite character to write. And uh, Nick Casella kind of picked up on that. He was like, you know, I love Scott. (laughs) Scott was so (laughs) much fun. And he picked up on that. And, you know, Scott got takeout to talk to the prisoner. And uh, he was not going to go to the diner because he was – what Nick figured out was that uh, Scott was going to fall out of the chair. (laughs) It's so stupid, <laughs> and it was so funny. But that did kind of give, and I I asked Nick when he wrote that, I was like, how did you even know to put that in? And he was like, I don't know. I'm just a genius. 
That was just... I, I have a theory on that. I think All humor right. breaks up the horror part. It's like a balance to just in a horror novel. You got to have some humor to balance it out a little bit because it's real life. You laugh at stupid situations. You got to have that. You have goofy characters or something. Like I might have somebody. Did you hear that? Then you hear. Then you have maybe somebody crack a fart or something. And then, <laughs> oh man, you know, you know, just something to lighten the, the mood, and it kind of throws you off a little bit. It just kind of. Oh wait a minute, you know. <laughs> Dude, um, now I'm going to use that in one of my. Uh, I I might use that in Werewolf too. Well, we're going to take away for a second because I got a fart. <laughs> Wait, were you here? So what's that smell? And it's like, sorry, man. Oh, you know, we just we just had a comedic break right there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you need that. It kind of balances off the horror. Problem is that Francie didn't put the phone up to her butt, so it kind of, you know, <laughs> at least more to the imagination. Yeah, we Nick, don't need would you effects. like to see if you work? Nick's kind of itching to get to the phone right now. Actually, he's scratching your face as we speak. I'm scratching my face. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say before we get further into the show um, that um, – uh, Nick Casella's family, um, uh, there's been uh, uh, people that have been putting together fundraisers for them. Um, and uh, we want to get this out of the way because it's really important. Um, uh, there's uh, now, uh, there's the Nick Casella Memorial Fund on GoFundMe.com. Um, and uh, it is, let's see, how can I further direct you to it? Um, well, just look up Nick Casella Memorial Fund on GoFundMe.com, and you'll find that they've raised uh, almost, uh, it looks like about $2,700 so far with that. Um, and I was thinking, you know, uh, in the back of my mind, well, what what are we going to do with Nick's books and things? And um, and uh, I, I reached out to Kimberly. I told her about that we were having the show, too, and she was, like, really gracious about it. And, and um, I, uh, I decided that um, my contribution is I, I'm just going to give her, like, half of everything of Nick's books that I sell, a half of it. So I'm just I'm reading the content. And I think that that, that would actually go far. Um, so that way I could uh, – uh, I could keep promoting his books, and then his family like get gets a good piece of it, and uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, and you know, um, those of you that uh, haven't read any of his books and stuff, I mean, uh, the guy is out an outstanding writer, and he's been acclaimed uh, all over the place. All you have to do is just type in a Google search for Nick Casella. Um, as a matter of fact, have have we, Francie, have we played the? Um, the the little snippet um, of him talking about Morning Stars. Morning Stars was his first book with Black Dead Sheep. Actually, I think that it was his first novel, full-length novel that was published by a publisher, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, that, that's an outstanding work. And he's what what he does too is he uh, he likes to do sequels like The Beast and the Walking Dead, which was uh, the his, his latest book, Eyes of the Jackal, was um, a sequel to that. And there was also another prequel that I believe it was self-published that came out in the last year or so. But uh, we got a snippet of him talking about Morning Stars. Uh, so that's very cool. 
Blog Talk Radio. Is that it? Hello again! No, hey! Hey, it's our intro. <laughs> hey now. No, sorry, but that was that was a that, comedic, that, another comedic that's break. That's okay, Nick. It's all but good. But we're in the show early. <laughs> yeah. Is there another one? Another morning star? Trying to find it here. Yeah. Omega Man is awesome. That that yeah. to me, the keyboard music alone in that can inspire you for like decades. And fully agree. Might be lost. Morningstars is is probably um, uh, his best work that I've seen, also, and it's um, it's a great like fantasy, um, deals with uh, devils and uh, uh, two brothers to find out that their father is Belial, and there's a raven that actually communicates to people by typing on a typewriter messages, stuff. It's really cool. I guess we don't have it. Maybe it's lost. But oh well, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so so um, buy his books from Black Bedsheet, and I'm going to talk to his wife also a little bit about what what's going to be uh, done with the rest of his books and how is that going to you know work out because of course um, I believe in keeping. I would have this. I would rather have this for myself too if I like kick the bucket tomorrow for people to keep my books alive. So that's an important thing. And like I said, half of everything that we make off of his book go directly to the family. And um, and, and check out GoFundMe. Uh, that's probably the most important. I don't know of any other thing that's going on. Uh, but uh, th- there's a lot. If you look on that page, there's a lot of people that, that donated and stuff. A lot of people actually came out and said, oh, my God, I can't believe that that happened. And, and a lot of well wishes for the family and Everybody's in shock, and it's just what a response though. The past week, it's like it resonated throughout the internet, like like a like a big cute celebrity died. Um, I agree. Yeah, Nick, and he was, he was a celebrity in my eyes, anyway. So, Nick, before yeah. you go, okay, I, I just want to say that if I know you're going to hand the phone over to Francie here in a little bit, but before you go. I would hope yeah. that you would like to be on my show before you kick the bucket. <laughs> I would hope I'll go, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can never get a hold of you. It's difficult to get a hold of you, so you know, I've been trying to get something like that going with you. Uh, oh, yeah. How do you feel about that? A lot of people try to get a hold of me, and it's almost it's it's like if if I got a hold of everybody on time. That's all that I would be doing is just getting all the people and not getting any work done. Right, exactly. It's a big, like, feat of trickery, juggling everything. And uh, But, you know, it's um, – but, yeah, I'd love to, Brad. Yeah, I, I know that, about if, your show, If, if it's something that you're interested in doing, then uh, we should find a way to get a hold of each other that isn't so uh, conglomerated, so to speak. Just so, to hit me up uh, on we'll Facebook. On yeah, hit me up on oh, yeah. Facebook, and, and I'll, uh, um, I'm going to make it a point. That's on Wednesday nights, isn't it? I yes. usually do them either Wednesday or Thursday nights, yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. What's it called again? Uh, Baldhead Radio. Thanks for letting me get a plug out there on some of Yeah, yeah I'm trying to pull a plug out of you. Baldhead Radio on uh, blogtalkradio.com. That's my, uh, my show. Oh, 
fantastic, yeah. fantastic. We gotta like we gotta all of us tune in and and check it oh, out. Yeah. I'll be a guest soon. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be okay. wonderful to have you on, dude. You know, I've known you for so long. Just how long have we know each other? Let me think. Mm, the years keep ticking by, and I don't even want to think about how old we are. Anymore. Yeah, I think it was since I was 19, maybe. Oh, you uh-huh. Or something like that, around about. Uh, after I graduated. I like 88, 89, like, uh, yeah, a long, long time ago. <laughs> around there when I was living over in a galaxy <laughs> near us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were cool days, too. But, yeah, I'd love to be on your yeah. show. You've been on ours. I'm going to be on yours. <laughs> Definitely, dude. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, now I'm going to hand it up back over to Francie. I've got to take a okay. short break here. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to play this off. Uh, Joe, what's going on yeah. with your show this weekend? Oh, this weekend, oh, kiddies, oh, calling all kids, uh, no, uh, this weekend, <laughs> actually, last night, I was filming the kids trick-or-treating, oh, man, I got slammed like a little ghost, uh, there are so many kids trick-or-treating, and so I videotaped that, and so that's my show for this week. Next ah. week, I hope to have a couple movie reviews of We Are Still Here and Tales of Halloween. Also, talk about uh, uh, fundraisers. Uh, uh, go and check out A Place Among the Undead, which is the Juliet Landau film project uh, dealing with all things vampirism and uh, with great interviews with uh, Josh Whelan, Tim Burton, and Rice, um, nice. so many other people, uh, and maybe we'll try to get them to come on to the show because they're doing their fundraiser for their film project and stuff like that. I think it's at India yes. Go Go. Yes, so, yes. Uh, so, and then that's about basically it. And, by the way, also, happy All Souls Day today, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, November 1st. And it is November 1st. That's right. Uh, you know, <laughs> and again, it's just it, it was a great Halloween. Happy belated Halloween, everybody, as well. And I hope y'all got some great candy or give away great candy to the little kids so the doctor can we see them later. Right. And <laughs> we're not talking Listen, about generic chocolate at the 99 cent store. We give it away. At, yes, at our house, when, we do, when we do Halloween in our neighborhood, we have animatronics, we got tombstones, we got light and everything, but we're known as this chocolate house. Because that's, no. you know, you got some houses you go to, you get like, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, let's say you go to the dentist's house. The guy that owns the house yes. is the dentist. You get to your toothbrush. You your get a bit of hat. honey. It's like, here, yeah. here's a bit of honey. Really? Does it that just in... happen? I'm not trying to go for a bit of honey. Oh. 
and, they come to uh, our well, house and they get you know I will I will admit mom. they're not full size but they're they're fun size and they it's all about yeah, the chocolate. Fun sizes. If you're going to create some traffic with the amount of work that we put into Halloween every year, you you, you got to generate some traffic, and you got to get the word out there. And the kids, they go up the street, and they go down another street, and they're telling, hey, this, this guy down the street over here that's got a, you know, a guy in an electric chair and all this other stuff. And, and, and by the way, these guys are giving out chocolate. Yeah, we we pushed, we pushed our Halloween. We did like Sacramento. Hello, if you mentioned that you mentioned Nick did that when I was at work, and we had like all these adult women. Hmm, Nick was kind of sexy to them, and we had all these women like show up in like half dressed costumes, and they were like. Nice. No, Inside too. I did. So I signed books for them. You, I did. I, yeah. I gave away a lot of books too. I just like I didn't really honestly think that we would have that much people because this street's not known for it. I didn't really put on an aggressive campaign. I started at the last minute, even though I I I had uh, I had a plan uh, the past two months. Uh, it's just there's so many things to do, and. Uh, I'm, uh, one thing that I'm definitely trying to get done is I'm trying to get recognized more locally. Um, and yeah. it's, it's one thing trying to sell books across the Internet and another thing selling books face-to-face, you know. Um, and uh, and outside of the expense of going uh, outside the area, I, I yeah, I did win an award, Best of Geeky Sacramento, and I'm recognized in some areas here, uh, in some groups and some people that, that like horror and that the same genre that, you know, they're aware of me that I live here and stuff, but normal people don't. And it's like people scratch their heads at book signings, like, who's that? And I always have to flash the Halloween four card because then that's recognizable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, I didn't expect, honestly, that very many people. And and um, I spent like um, part of the afternoon yesterday, just at the last minute, going to all the Facebook groups that are here locally. And 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 I told everybody, if you mention these posts and show up here, you get a free book. And so uh, and I gave away other copies of, of, of other authors' books and stuff. And when it came to mine, I would sign them. And gave away some comics too. It looks like a rat to me. And so there's people that definitely know we're here now, and that uh, I made sure to tell them that it's not just a garage and a side yard, folks. It's actually a studio. <laughs> I, I um, you know, you know what the weirdest to, thing about to, that? Too? The most ironic thing about it, Nick, is is that you're across the street from a church, and I don't know if that affects business or not. <laughs> I know I don't you know I'm not sure what they think I I've been thinking of sometimes when I'm working and I look over across the street and you know I, I think you know I've got some books that like Outer Darkness by Bart Brevik I've got that and it's essentially Christian themed like Sue Dance books um they're they're very Christian even though they're not uh, you know overly so um they're basically young adult horror books uh and they're not preachy um and I was thinking of maybe like giving a couple to the reverend across the street and saying that this is what we're all about here. When we open the garage door and you see the posters on, 
you know, the, uh, on the outside and stuff. That's that's what this is all about. <laughs> but well, yeah, uh, and I go. do I do need to actually get together with him because I want to have events here, and and uh, I want to be able to uh, to pay or do something to to get that parking lot. Um, because that would yeah. help, and that place has been there forever, so it's not going anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's just you know, so opportunity knocks. I just have to and reach you're out. The new just guy go across the street too. and take the guy's hand. Huh? You know, as far as as far as promoting Black Bass Sheet Books in the studio, there, you're the new guy in town. So, and the church has been there for you know who knows how long. Uh, so, yeah. your best bet is to you know. Be friendly and let them know what you're all about, and say, "Hey, we're not going to do anything that's going to cause you guys problems and stuff." But, but here's a book. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing with uh, the neighbors, actually. Though uh, last night, even after the last trick or treater, when we waited for an hour, it got to be like like midnight and stuff, and and uh, I started like Crancy went to bed already, and I started I kind of cleaning up at like twelve thirty or one. Uh, I noticed uh, that um, the house down, like not behind us, but uh, diagonal from us behind us, um, there was a party going on. So I took some books and I walked over there and knocked on the door and and introduced myself and said, hey, I noticed that you guys were like having a party and stuff and we just had this great time. And she said, oh, yeah, I know that house. Yeah, I I saw that from the street. uh, But anyway, and she said, you – being that she she knew what house I was talking about, where I was from, she said, "You know what happened in that house, don't you?" And I said, "Yes, yes, a girl committed suicide in the bathroom." And and uh, um, uh, uh, she she apparently knew the girl and went to school with her before my parents wow. bought the house. The people before us. Yeah. So. Okay, Francie wants to say she's seen a ghost. I, I wanted to play another. Uh, no, we're going a little off of Nick Cassell, but it's okay um, yeah. because there's a lot to talk about anyway. Like, uh, I <clears throat> want to talk a little more about the Halloween night last night. It was just amazing stuff. But um, I wanted to play another clip of Nick Cassell after Francie talks, um, where at Nick, um, uh, in, in like searching for clips, I came across this, and I thought, I forgot he said that. And it's about Francie asks him how he came across Black Bedsheet Books, what made him choose us. And it's really, really cool what he said. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to Francie. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I even knew that there was, like, uh, somebody that killed herself in the bathroom in this house, I would tell Nick, I'm like, um, I've seen a ghost running across. Like, because you know how the kitchen and you got that dining room window yeah. cut out? And I seen somebody like there, and I'm like, and a couple of times I thought that was Nick, and I'm like Nick, and I'm calling out to him. You were you were in the garage though. Oh yeah. And I was like Nick, and I was like Nick, were you just in the house? And he's like, no, and both of his parents are asleep, and I'm like, there's a ghost in this house. It is so, there's so much a ghost in this house. And then Nick's parents told me they were like, the girl killed killed herself in this house. And I'm like, I've seen her. (laughs) I, I, yeah, so that's kind of freaky, right? 
Because I've seen her. She's like, she walks around this house. John Link, you got to back me up on this because you know about this stuff. When you see shadows, is John Link there? I guess not. Okay, somebody's got to back me up on this. You know how you're like, in the refrigerator, and you're like, well, you're not going to pour your glass of milk because you know that you're alone in the kitchen, so you're just going to chug it out of the milk carton. When I'm doing that, I see, like, a shadowy figure, like, walking across, and I'm like, Nick? Does anybody agree with me in this? Sure, I do. She's still here. She's not dangerous, but I've seen her a couple of times. And I didn't even know. I was like, Nick, you kind of got a little ghost in here. And then I found out that the woman killed herself in the bathroom, and I'm like, that's her. Okay, you guys think I'm fixed now, right? (laughs) No, I just... No, I, I didn't that I know that anybody, that, so. like, killed themselves in the bathroom, and I'm in the kitchen, and you know how you got the cutaway of the kitchen, and I've seen shadows, like, running across that constantly, and I'm like, oh, there's a ghost in here. Okay, you guys right? No. We're good. Come on, Joe. Back me up on this. Nah. I, I did. And so, yeah. Anything can happen. I can't. I constantly see shadows. And I told Nick, yeah. I was like, there's a ghost in this you. house. Okay, oh, you guys. Yeah. I'm a little freaked. No, I'm not oh, like a sixth sense guy. But I when we kind of... <laughs> this is no, when I first no. got South Korean, I didn't even know that yeah. a girl committed suicide in the bathroom. And the first time I was looking milk, and I seen a shadow running across oh. like the kitchen. Okay, you guys are you guys are teasing yes. me now. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> I, I work with a bunch I, I of guys all day long, and then I do my radio show, and I have. John, yeah. are you there? Where's my girl? Back up. John, hey. I don't know. Who's running the switchboard? No I think you're the only one running the Hold on. I gotta Go tell ahead, you, when I first moved here, and the first time I went in the kitchen, I seen a shadow running across the kitchen, like outside the window, and I was like, Nick, there's a ghost here. And then I found out, like, a month later, that the girl committed suicide in the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, that's her. She's still here. Okay, black bed sheet thing. Yeah, let's bring it back to Nick Casella. Okay, okay. Uh, Nick and black bed sheet books. 
Nick well. said, do it. He pays my bills. For, um, Nick, where's your reading glasses? You know my eyes suck, too. This old woman's sticker can't handle this much pressure. Okay, so we got to stroll, 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 stroll. Well, she did that. We're hoping you guys are enjoying the show. <laughs> Nick is on... Okay, here we go. This is why Nick Casella chose Black Betsy books. Every every time that Nick talks, it's like Nick Casella, Nick Casella, or, you know, you're you're one of the people that he really talks about a lot here. And, uh, you know, I've I've talked to you a couple of times. I love you to death. I I love you, but I'm not in love with you because your your wife would kill me if I said that. Uh, She's pretty strong, yeah. um, uh, what made you decide to uh, choose Black Bedsheet Books? Because you were actually offered more, right? Well, I, I don't know. Come on, say yes. I, I was, what I did was I did some research, and I basically found his publishing company and did some research on it and who he was and everything, and that's one of the reasons why I sent it to him. And I, basically, I sent the guy, I, I sent Nick a very informal email that basically said, look, this is what I've got. I'm really sucky at doing summaries um, <laughs> because I am. You know, I, I'm, too deta- I'm a detailed guy. So for me to yeah. do a summary on a three or 400-page novel, you know, 100 and some thousand words, it's really tough for me to do that and tear it down like that. I'm left-handed. I'm a Virgo. I'm screwed. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm lefty, too. I'm a lefty, too. And that's what I mean. It's very organized, you know, and that's, I'm real organized. I'm real detail-oriented, so it's really tough to tear down. And I was like, look, if, you know, this is something you think you can touch with, you know, and, and he asked me for the manuscript and then came back and said, well, okay, this is what we can do. And I was like yeah. real happy because it, to me, I there was just something about the stuff and the, and the type of material he was doing. And I checked out his site and I, I looked that over very thoroughly and then did a lot of research. And it seemed like something I'd want to be involved with, you know, yeah. as, as opposed to something where I'd be a name in a crowd. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. He's he's been really great about everything because you can just talk to him like a normal person. You know, I'm real yeah. normal when it comes to that. You know, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was the problem that the neighbor's friend had is like, holy shit, you did this, dude. You talked to me like, you know, mm-hmm. I had no idea why. Why did you not tell me this sooner? <laughs> but yeah, Nicky is normal. Yeah, he's very down to earth. You could just, you know, and if you've got like a. I mean, I, I had a slight issue with something that, that had nothing to do with him, but something I wanted to, like, get some advice about. And, you know, yeah. as to how I could diplomatically handle it without being a obnoxious, sick fuck, which I really kind of like being sometimes because it comes in handy. And people yeah. look at me and leave me alone anyway, so it's really not usually a problem, but I didn't want to do that. And he was great yeah. about it, you know. And, yeah. It's, it's yeah, really I know what you're nice. talking about, and uh, he told me everything, and I'm like, you... 
feet. No, oh, I guess that's it. I guess that is that is that over, Francie? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's over. Oh, okay, thought I had more of it, but oh well. <clears throat> A lot of that is taken from the uh, the Nick Casella show in 2012. I think um, that uh, where we had uh, as a guest host uh, Joel Weinkoop, the actor. Yeah. Uh, but that was really cool what, what he had to say, I thought. Uh, Francie ends up <clears throat> just about any black bedsheet author uh, that, that's on the show. Eventually, she ends up asking him, oh, what do you think? Uh, why, why did you choose black bedsheet? But I thought that his answer was really cool, too. He actually, I, a lot of people say the same thing, too, that they, they actually do a lot of research. And and um, and then and I think that that's a huge compliment. Some people don't. Some people just go, oh, it's another publisher. And they just send the same thing out to all the publishers, and they don't care who you are. It's like um, I'm just going to uh, send out a mass query, and uh, and whoever answers, answers. But when people actually do the research, it's more personable. And, and you know, and I realize that they're very truly interested. And, and that was neat. That was something that, about Nick too that he he was he was genuinely interested and he was genuinely excited to be published by me and everything so he kind of that tells me that uh, uh that um because he was a serious author that he was invested in me to further his career because he believed in my role uh and that's that's exactly what I you know that's that's uh, the whole like piece of the pie for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Tom, if he felt the same way. Oh, well. Tom, did you feel the same way? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, then let's me. Yeah, Dave, because you know we've talked to Matthew Ewald, we've talked, and every every author has said that it doesn't feel like a corporation. It feels more like a family. Well, it's not a corporation. (laughs) I like the informalness of it. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's easier. It's just a lot less hassle. (laughs) Yeah. It's better. It's it's, it's not small, but yet it's family-oriented. And that's kind of cool. That's everything that everybody yeah, like has um, said. And the British woman is about to cut us off. Um, Nick, is there any more Nick, words? Does you anybody wanna... have anything to say? Anything extra about Nick? Do so, you? No. Okay, does anybody else have anything they want to say about Nick? Well, I uh, will real quick. Uh, and Tom, if you like, uh, you know, I, I consider Nick to be an outstanding person and, as I would say, a wonderful author, a wonderful father, and great husband. And, again, our condolences go out to the family, friends of Nick Costello. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, Tom, I'll, I'll let you, if you want to say something. I just, I just want to echo the sentiments, and I guess our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and his wife and that. It's just, you know, I, I can't imagine what they're going through. So, yeah, you know. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Right before Halloween, too, and that's probably his favorite holiday. (laughs) 
Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it's yeah. fitting in a way, you know? Yeah. John Lee? I don't think John's with us. Okay. John Lee? I will, I will definitely... Oh, John Lee? No, I was just checking, double checking oh, with you. Oh, okay. If he was on. Brett? Yes, I, you know, I had called into the show because uh, any time that uh, we lose somebody in, in the world that we live in, it's always a shame, especially when it's, you know, one that's so young and so talented. It's 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 a hard thing to have to look at. And a hard thing for any of us to deal with. I mean, we realize our own mortality, and uh, it's yeah, you know, it's it's a rough deal. It really is. And uh, you know, my thoughts are with his family. And again, uh, Nick posted on his Facebook page the memorial contribution page that uh, anybody wants to contribute financially to help his wife and children out in this time of need yeah, for them. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. And uh, other than that, I mean, you know, for me, it's just, I didn't I didn't know Nick Casala. I, I, I never got to be on the show with him. Um, but of the plethora of, of Black Dead Sheet authors, um, you know, it doesn't really matter if you know them personally or not. It's uh, it's the world that we all live in, and and when we lose one, again, like I said, it's it's always uh, tragic, and it's uh, a loss of a great talent. Pretty much, you know, all I gotta say about that, I guess. Yeah, I I do agree with you one hundred percent that it is a uh, missing a great talent. I I talked to him just. Uh, a week before he died, he messaged me, and you know he was thanking me for Nick. For I mean, he is so appreciative. Wow, now I am actually tearing up because I kind of realized that he is gone. I'm not going to get that message anymore from him, and a couple of times he would message me. He's like, "Hello, tell Nick." Tell Nick to check his Facebook. <laughs> I just left Nick a email. He was really, really a sweet guy, and he was so amazing. And Nick Casella, I know that you're up there, and wow, I'm actually trying. It's kind of surreal to me now. Kind of like how Nick felt when um. I came home and his eyes were puffy and he was like, we just lost one of the great artists of Black Nancy Books and Nick is Nick Sorry, Nick. But he was like, we just the greatest ones. And okay. He, he meant so much to so many people. I know Arn Anderson wanted to call in tonight and he couldn't and oh wow. <laughs> Nick Casella, you are one of the great ones and we love you and we're not here to mourn your death. We're here to celebrate you and Nick, you wanna say a few passing words? Yeah, he's coming. 
Yeah, my uh, one regret is not being able to go to the funeral because I'm at the other end of the state. I mean, state of the country. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, well, I don't really have all that much else to say, really. Uh, but, oh, well, we're, yeah, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna miss we're gonna miss you, Nick. So uh, we're gonna keep up the good word for you down here. So yep, and uh, don't forget, uh, folks, to go to uh, GoFundMe uh, and and check out um, that uh, uh, that fundraising campaign over there. If you can't get to it, just go to my Facebook page, and it's it's right there. It's down in one of the posts, and just click on it. And check it out, and uh, and check out Black Bedsheet Books because we have Nick Casella books, and 50% of everything that we sell uh, goes to uh, goes to the family, like I said too. So, yep, um, he was a great author. And if you don't know that, find that uh, find that out firsthand by checking out one of his books. Okay, Francie. All right, all right, John Link, we actually have you here. Oh, did he hang up? I don't know what happened to John Link. Uh, check I... to see if you accidentally muted him. We're all clear with everybody here. Um, so John Link lost his link. This out? John Link style. Mr. Brett. Oh, who's who's going to step up to the place oh, for that? Oh, yeah. Brett hasn't been here for a while. <laughs> Oh, Well, since John Link isn't here, I guess I will do the honors. All right. Here we go, Brett. Long time, buddy. This is John Link. And I lost my connection, but I'm back. And I missed half the show, but I want to give my condolences. To Nick Casala, and I wish I was here. I got somebody else impersonating me. <laughs> Good night, everybody. From Francie and friends, we wish a good farewell to Nick Casala. Yay! Yay! Bravo! I love you, Nick Casala. All right, this is totally not playing. Trying to send this out with a song or something. The consummate professional. I do need a professional. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. Watch out. The monsters are out. If you're all alone, give your friends a shout. The ghosts and the spooks coming out of the nook as your doorbell rings. Can you hear them sing? Hello. It's Halloween. Hello. It's Halloween. Hello. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. The air is cool and the moon is full. Turn on the lights before the vampires bite. The witches are cooking. The zombies are looking. As your doorbell rings, can you hear them sing? Hello. It's Halloween. Hello.
Watch out. The monsters are out. If you're all alone, give your friends a shout. The ghosts and the spooks coming out of the nook. As your doorbell rings, can you hear them sing? The air is cool and the moon is full. Turn on the lights before the vampires bite. The witches are cooking. The zombies are looking. As your doorbell rings, can you hear them sing? Hello. It's Halloween. Hello.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.